This is the GPL Podcast. Now, let's join Hammy, Vigo, and your host, Jupiter. Hello, and welcome to the GPL Podcast for another week. Oh, boy. A lot happened last week, boys. Obviously, two wins is good, but, you know, according to uh, Frank Mazzacco in the, in, in the radio broadcast Saturday, he seems to think, or he was told, that some of the problems in the locker room may have been resolved. Well, that would be definitely positive, but, uh, Hammy, are you hearing anything? Uh, I haven't. Honestly, I mean, I've. We all touched on the issues throughout the last handful of weeks. Oh, but there's no issues, I thought. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean. The fact I think, that I heard Frank even mention that seems to tell you something's been going on. Well, when you saw that, the newspaper article where, you know, Rao was disputing that there was issues and so on. I mean, I, w- I mean you're not surprised because you're, a player's not going to, if he's smart at least, is not going to acknowledge in the newspaper that, yeah, we're having problems in the locker room because – that's just going to create probably more issues and more fan questions and whatever. So you're not expecting them to acknowledge it anyways. But uh, I haven't heard anything as far as burying the hatchet or players' meetings or anything like that. I'm sure that some of that has gone on. It wouldn't surprise me, but um, uh, I haven't personally heard anything like that. Well, regardless if we've heard anything or not, uh, Viggs, I would definitely say, you know, even though Ohio State's not a good team, Two wins is probably not that big of a deal in the big scheme, but we did see a lot of positive things this past weekend. Yeah, it's a very healthy weekend for the lineup. Uh, you know, the power play looked looked pretty good as it looked all year. You know, you don't get to be number one in the nation in a special team like that without having some talent. And I think, you know, everybody was a little worried about Connor Riley being off that group. And, you know, they, they uh, kept it going and humming. And, you know, it's healthy healthy two wins for them. So are you kind of feeling the same way there, Hammy? Good two wins, but not looking too positive? Or how, I know you've been a little wishy-washy on this. Not really sure what to think. Well, my, I guess my attitude is, I mean, it was a great result. I mean, it was nice to see. I didn't feel like either game was really in doubt, and it was nice to have a weekend like that since we haven't had one yeah. like that in a while. Um, and I thought that offensively it was good. Defensively, I thought they probably played pretty solid. Um so, I mean, from a, that standpoint, you're like, yeah, it was a good weekend. But you're also saying, okay, are we, you know, feeding on somebody who's just not a very good team? And, and I, I think, I mean, well, I know we're going to touch on this next series coming up here, but uh, I think that'll say, that'll go a long ways to how I feel as far as the stretch run and if we can do any, uh, make any noise. I think, well, like, you looked at Ohio State, you know, they had the one top line that could go, and then the rest of the lines all struggle to keep up with Minnesota's speed. And I think, you know, kind of like the Wisconsin series, you know, the depth lines for Minnesota were able to have good weekends because they were able to outskate their opponents. Well, speaking of good weekends, obviously Mr. Travis Boyd has been putting in a lot of goals, Viggs. Yeah, he's looked really good on that power play unit and uh, getting his first uh, career hat trick. Uh, he has always been a player who's, who's put himself in a position to score, and this year, he must have done a lot of work on his shot because he's converting pretty pretty regularly. 
you know, I also noticed that, uh, you know, clues may have broken out a little bit as well. You know, I noticed Friday night, you know, he seemed to be playing quite a bit better. He actually scored a goal. And, you know, he was pretty good at setting things up for Bristad as well. Well, I think with Clues, his speed against a team like Ohio State is a definite separator. Um, I didn't think Ohio State was a great skating team, and, and Clues is one of the better gopher skaters. So I think that allowed him to get lots of space. But I, I think that's one thing that we've been missing this year from Clues is his speed. He's a pretty fast dude, but we just haven't seen that extra gear from him this year, Hammy. Well, I mean, I I honestly, my thing with him, I haven't been concerned about him mainly because he's been getting the opportunities. It, it's usually the guys that they you don't, it's like you're, they're missing for a few games. Kind of like Cammy was for a stretch of time where you're like, what the hell's going on with this guy? I never really felt that way with Clues. I thought that he was playing pretty well. It just that he was a little snake bit and things just weren't falling into place for him. And that happens to even the very best of players. So uh, I was never concerned about him in that respect um as far as travis boyd goes i thought he had you know he's having the kind of senior season you really look for out of guys uh, you know you want them to show what they've been doing to progress as a player over the course of their prior three years and i think he's been a guy that has really stood out in terms of his production on the ice and his performance and unfortunately that hasn't been contagious among some of the other seniors uh so hopefully some of the underclassmen will see how he's progressed with his efforts and uh, they'll kind of take heed as they move along in their college career. Well, as we've done this podcast over the years, Boyd's one of those guys that, you know, we kind of hoped would turn it around. Cause obviously he came in and he was kind of a year younger than everyone else. Wasn't he hammy? Yeah, he was. I mean, really, I think he's still only 21 years old. Yeah. So, I mean, technically he's basically the age of your, your uh, classic junior. So, I mean, it, uh, from that standpoint, you know, I think it kind of goes to show that, as much as these kids want to get into college as ASAP and, you know, play college hockey right away, sometimes they need to take a step back. And I don't know if it's the parents or an advisor or whatever, and just say kind of like what Clues did, even though he, his was somewhat decided on Bukestad's status, but he got to play an extra year in, in junior hockey after high school. And uh, yeah, I think we'll see a guy who's going to be productive for three or four years in college. Whereas, with uh, Boyd, we really didn't see him at his best until probably the last year and a half of his college career. So it's just kind of goes to show sometimes patience will be uh, beneficial for some of these players. Well, like you said, uh, hopefully he gets some of these other seniors going too, but it is good to see him. Well, he's leading the team in, in goals, I believe, now. So it, that's one positive, I think, uh, that we've seen. We've seen him kind of grow throughout his whole career and increases influence on the game. Maybe something we haven't seen from some of the other guys. Well, yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard. I mean, it's hard to judge Rao because he's been such a solid contributor right from the start of his freshman year. So, you know, when you see a guy getting 30, 40 points your freshman year, you kind of say, okay, well, they should be getting like 50 or whatever by the time (laughs) they're seniors. Um, And that's not always the case. He's always been productive, but he's just not having that really breakthrough great fantastic John Pohl kind of a final season um, kind of a situation. So um, he's been good, but I mean, some of these other guys, yeah, they just haven't really stepped up to the level that you would really hope for over the course of a a college career. Not that they've been bad necessarily. They just haven't really, it's kind of like they plateaued and they really didn't take that next step. I think one of the things with Rao is he's had to play center this year. And 
you know, he's had to be a lot more responsible with where he is in the offensive zone. And I think that's, that's impacted his goal scoring a little bit. Viggs, how did you feel about Bristed this weekend? Personally, I thought he kind of stepped up his game quite a bit. Yeah, I think he's kind of finding out how to play college hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he takes the odd penalty every once in a while, trying to, you know, force a physical game into him. And he's, he's a strong kid, but I think he's learning how to play with his line mates a little bit. And, you know, maintain some, you know, offensive possession. And uh, he's, he's been good on the forecheck. He brings a lot of energy to the, to the ice. And the thing, the thing I think I like about it, though, is he's a small guy, but he's going to stick his nose in there. And if he gets a penalty for being a little too aggressive, especially at his size, I'll take it because um, usually those are not going to hurt you. It's the, the hookings and uh, the stuff that... The you know, lazy get, penalties. Right. It's the lazy penalties that bother me. If you're going to get a penalty for just being a little too physical or too aggressive, I can handle that a little bit more. And so especially from a guy like him who's kind of adapting to the North American style and learning how to be a productive player in North America, I think it's uh, – I, I like that he's doing that. Well, it was a, it was a solid weekend against a, a pretty much a terrible opponent. You know, we had the 4-2 win Saturday, Friday night, uh, 6-2 win, you know, Saturday – not a great team, but, you know, from what we've seen this year with the inconsistency, you know, we both, we all kind of went into the weekend hoping for a sweep. And, you know, like I, I said in some of the tweets, you know, has this team turned it around? You know, we're really hoping so. And, you know, like, like Lucia said in the past, you know, the speed's going to go up this weekend, and we'll kind of find out where they are this coming weekend. But I think at least for Ohio State, I think it was at least a very positive step in the right direction. You know, it's, you know, start building up for the end of the season. Well, I can't disagree. I, like I said, I mean, I think it's one of those cases where we saw that pretty much on all cylinders, as far as the overall game goes, they played pretty well. Um, and so you really hope that that's going to be some, you know, especially some of these guys like Boyd or Warning having a big three assist game. Um, some, you know, Cammy has been kind of heating up a little bit more offensively lately. And he actually, played you know some pretty solid defense i thought the effort was there on the defensive end as well so when you see some of these guys making that kind of progress and effort um you're kind of hoping that okay well maybe these guys are get, get getting it and it's gonna be something that's gonna be contagious down a stretch and but we're gonna find out quite a bit this weekend i think yeah t- defense was is was a little bit better this past weekend i mean we did have that fluky goal vigs you know what was it friday night but all in all they did play fairly well on d not yeah, just think, not just the defense, but you know, as a team, you know, Wilcox all the way out to the forwards. Yeah, I think Wilcox played a pretty steady game uh, both both nights, and uh, you know, the shots against were both low. I think they were in the low twenties and high teens for the weekend. Uh, so you know, they looked good, and they didn't have the glaring turnovers at the blue lines that that can really cost you. And I think there was one by uh, Isaacson, and uh, during the weekend, but for the most part, they uh, they protected the puck well and. Didn't give up any ch- big chances. Well, we're you know halfway through the Big Ten season, guys, and Minnesota's six points out of first place. You know, Michigan and Penn State up there at the top. You know, Michigan, we could see Penn State. No one saw this coming, but uh, at least Minnesota's in the discussion right now. Obviously, at the beginning of the season, we were thinking Minnesota all the way, but they're not as far back as they they could have been with the way they've played. And obviously, with Michigan coming in this weekend, they could 
jump up quite a bit. Viggs, what are your thoughts so far? And, you know, we're halfway through the Big Ten season. Obviously, we're disappointed where Minnesota is, but uh, Michigan playing better than we thought, and obviously Penn State is playing very well. Yeah, I think Penn State's clearly the surprise in the conference. With they, They've got seven wins already, uh, been playing some pretty good hockey. Um, but I think when we looked at Minnesota's schedule, we knew we weren't going to know much until this upcoming weekend. I think, you know, this Valentine's Day series, you know, circled in everyone's calendar to kind of figure out where they're at. And that's the way it's going to be. If they can, you know, win both games this weekend, I think that puts them into a tie with Michigan. And, you know, who knows what's going to happen with um, Penn State this weekend. You know, they're playing at Michigan State, so that's a tough series for them. I think at the start of the season, if you saw that, you'd be thinking Michigan State's going to get some points. Uh, so I think, you know, we're going to see a pretty tight standings here at the end of this weekend. And Minnesota, you know, has played the tough games. They've played at Michigan State already. They've played at Michigan. So, you know, things are looking good for them, at least in the conference. And then on the flip side, Hammy, you know, we knew Wisconsin was going to be bad. But w- did you think they were going to be this bad? 0-8-2, and, and I guess a couple shutout or shootout wins. But did you think they would be this bad? No, and I don't think anybody legitimately could say that they thought Wisconsin would be this bad. I think that um, we knew it was going to be a rebuilding year. You probably knew that they were going to be around 500 or maybe even a little below that because of all the young players. But to be where they are, I mean, I think that's a surprise to everybody. Even the most diehard Badger hater probably never thought that Wisconsin would be this bad. Um, So that's definitely a shocker. Um, but other than that, I think the big 10, I mean, it's been a down year overall. I mean, Michigan's been better. I think a little bit better than expected Penn States, I think better than expected, but you know, they looking at their schedule, they have six road games left. Their two home series are against the Gophers in Michigan. So those aren't going to be easy ones for them. Um, so we'll see how they do down the stretch. Um, cause I think it's a more, little bit of a challenging schedule for them. Um, and I, th- I think the Gophers, you know, a lot's riding on this weekend. If they can go in there and sweep and put some pressure on uh, Michigan, you, you know, I guess we'll see what happens. But I think that the Gophers got to be feeling good about how they've been playing lately if they can sweep this weekend. Well, uh, if you ever want to send us questions, just do it via Twitter. Just use the uh, hashtag uh, GPL Podcast, and uh, you know we'll try to get to them. Uh, we've got a question from Tim Hapke. He's wondering, I hate to look forward during the season, but if most of the juniors leave after this season, who will be our captains next year? So I guess he's kind of wondering, you know, who's going to be the leadership next year, you know, if we lose all these players? Hammy, what do you think? Uh, well, I mean, you know, my belief is they really should let things shake out over the summer and see who kind of steps up from a – leadership perspective with dryland training and who's in the weight room and who's really getting the guys together. I mean, I, I remember a few years ago, people were wondering who the Gophers leader was going to be. And, and Taylor Matson kind of took charge in the off season and became that kind of a player. Um, and, and he turned out to be a very good leader for the team. And so if, if you're kind of wondering who's going to be the leader coming into a season, for me, it's who's going to prove themselves in the off season, who's going to take charge, who's going to be the one that, kind of leads the troops and training because that's really where the hard work and, um, you know, really needs to be done. I mean, the season games and practice is expected, but uh, the dry land stuff, 
that's a lot tougher because you're not really seeing the games right away. So that it really has yet to be proven. Any thoughts on that, Viggs? Who's going to be our leaders next year? No, I kind of agree with Hammy. I mean, you know, with so many guys potentially leaving the program at the end of the season, you know, it's hard to know who's going to step up because there's such a, a vacuum there that's going to be, you know, ready for that person to step into. Um, you know, Hudson Fashing might might be a, a leader example. He's a guy who's been uh, to the U.S. Juniors and has done well there and is a high draft pick and has a good work ethic. Uh, he's almost too polite with the puck, giving it to teammates. Um, it was nice to see him step up and just take one to the net today after he beat or this weekend after he you know beat a guy behind the net. So he might he might be a favorite in my mind. I think Kloos would be a good, another good one. He's a high-character high kid. Um, you know, it, it, like I said, it's, it's really hard to say, and I think it's going to come down to how guys just work in the offseason and who's going to take charge. I mean, it really comes down to that. Personally, I don't think Rao's been that great of a captain. I you, think know, he, you know, he's so quiet that uh, that's just not really the kind of, you know, he can lead on the ice, that's great, but uh, just uh, I don't know if it really fits his personality to be uh, one of the leaders in that department. Well, I think a lot of it comes down to what are the compliments around him and how do they complement his leadership style. I mean, you can have guys that aren't necessarily – I mean, look at our coaches, for instance. I mean, Lucia is more of the icy, you know, maybe kind of control your yep. emotions type of a guy, whereas Gensel's the fiery guy, the guy that's going to be kind of a little bit more in your face and – um, given that pep talk a little bit more. And so it, I think it kind of really depends on the complimentary leadership pieces around a guy. And maybe he just doesn't have those kind of compliments. And, and who are the assistants? Is it uh, Marshall and Ambrose this year? I can't remember for sure. Yep, I think that's yeah. right. So, I mean, maybe it's just the fact that those guys aren't necessarily the best compliments for his leadership style. I don't know. And it's a tough group. You know, They're, they've had a tough season so far. And, you know, these guys aren't used to being challenged this much you know, with results. So I think it's just a, an awkward situation for all of them. Another question from Tim Hapke. Speaking of Lucia, does anyone know when his contract ends? I've seen two different dates. Is it after this year or is it after 2017? Uh, I believe it's 2017. I'm pretty sure it is. I'm, they wouldn't let him have a lame duck season. I don't think I after, the same thing, yeah. after the last three seasons where they've won you know, league titles and had frozen four appearances, you're not going to have a lame duck coach going into a, a year after that kind of performance. So uh, I'm pretty sure it's 2017. There you go, Tim. And then we've got Gopher Golfer. He wants to know, although it was OSU, 180 degree, 180 in the overall effort. I think he's meaning, you know, a whole turnaround in the effort. Thoughts on, you know, the games this past weekend being a catalyst for the rest of the season, Viggs? I think it's hard for it to be a catalyst because I think the competition's mm-hmm. going to be so different this weekend against Michigan. You know, Michigan, if you make any mistakes, you know their top six can go the other way real quick. I think they've even got like a top seven, um, and their special teams are good. So I think it's just a, a different animal this weekend for them. But it's encouraging to see them play better and not turn the puck over. And, you know, one thing Lucia was talking about on his uh, weekly radio show is he wasn't worried about offense this week. He was – it looks like they'll be concentrating a lot on defense, stopping Michigan. And uh, I would have to agree with him. That's going to be the big deal this week. I mean, they put up the numbers, and they did it against us, you know, 
you know, when we played at Michigan earlier this year. So defense is going to be the key this weekend. Yeah, especially with that Larkin-Hyman line. You know, that, that line's been so good for them. Some good players over there. Some definite good I'd, players. I'd, I think we'll see, you know, Boyd and Ambrose out against those guys, and, you know, they might put someone with a little more speed on their line um, to try and check those guys. You know, as far as being a catalyst this past weekend, I think that, I mean, we mentioned it, I think it was after the Wisconsin series at Mariucci where – you really don't know until you're looking back on hindsight on a season what the turning points are. I mean, it's we'd be guessing to the you know to the high heavens about whether this weekend really matters in the grand scheme, or we're not going to know. I don't think until we see, you know, in March or April, was that some big turnaround that happened starting at that point that they played great from then on, or was it just another series and they lost, you know, or split at Michigan or with Michigan or whatever? So. It's pretty tough to judge. I think, if anything, this weekend is could be the catalyst. I mean, you come away with uh, a sweep convincingly or just looking decent in the whole thing this, this weekend against Michigan, that's nothing but going up. We'll all be on the bandwagon then. Yeah, but then what happens if the next week you split on the road? Or, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, I mean, I'm not trying to Mr. be Mr. Negativity. Well, I'm just saying my point is, is that, you know, as much as I would love to just – Oh, yeah, I know what you mean, man. It's like the Vikings, you know what I mean? You see them do great for a few months, and all of a sudden they go in the tank at the wrong time, and you're heartbroken. So it's fortunately the Gophers over the years haven't been quite like that heartbreaking. But uh, nonetheless, it's it's just really tough to uh, – I, I do agree that this is going to go a long way as to whether or not um, this team is going to look like a real contender or if it's just a matter of uh, – playing some weak teams in a certain stretch of time. Well, let's get into the details of this weekend. Obviously, Michigan coming to town. Uh, Minnesota's lost their last three against Michigan, uh, going back to last season. And actually, after that Friday night win to win the W... Oh, not w, I almost said WCHA. To win the Big Ten, they've lost three straight. Obviously, that's not the greatest. But, but this series is also one of the series that uh, is getting fairly close. You know, Minnesota leads the series... 131, 120, and 14. So, you know, 11-game difference there. So it's always been a, a good competition. And obviously Michigan is six points ahead of us right now. So it's going to be a big weekend. Viggs, we talked about the defense. For all the people who may not pay attention, you know, obviously you said Larkin, but who are the guys that we need to stop this weekend? Well, I think the Larkin-Hyman line has been their most productive, and it it gave the Gophers a lot of trouble in their last matchup. Um, The other players I I really look for are Tyler Mott. Um, He's been on their first line and been very productive, and J.D. Comper, um, another another great player for them. Uh, Those four are probably the most um, skilled on their team. They're among the the point leaders for them. Uh, Comper's not having quite the year that he's he's had in the past. So um, those are the guys I'm looking for. Uh, their defense aren't quite as productive. Uh, you know, they're not going to get up and down the ice quite like you know we're used to seeing Minnesota's defense do. But it is definitely a lot of high-end talent at the forward position and down the middle of the ice. Um, they've got very good centers. I know Lucia doesn't like it, Hammy, but we could see some racehorse hockey this weekend. And yeah, I like I mean, that kind of hockey. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that that's one of the things from a Gopher fan perspective when you talk to people about the teams that they really like. Yeah, you, know, you hear teams like BC complimented because they have that 
skating creative style and, and Michigan has that you know this year as well they're a high scoring team that has creativity and you know it's going to be a game that's typically going to be based more on skating than it is that clogging it up and you know kind of trying to slow teams down and fans have an appreciation for that skill uh, play and I think we tend to bring that most years from a gopher fan you know from a gopher hockey perspective and uh, Michigan certainly tends to bring that as well. So this is one of those series that I think from a pure skill standpoint, you look forward to watching. One other player from their defense is Zach Orwinski. He played on the the junior team, um, real mobile defenseman, kind of like their Mike Riley. All right. Well, I, I'm hoping that this, you know, the, the, the series with Michigan start to turn into, you know, like the series we had with North Dakota, obviously, Obviously, they're not the thugs like North Dakota has been in the past, but a little up-tempo stuff like you guys have been talking about. Hopefully, it turns into that type of uh, rival for Minnesota because, I mean, everyone loved the North Dakota series. Whether, you know, if they were beating us, we were beating them. The games were good. They were fast. They were hard-hitting. And, you know, since we've lost that with the WCHA, I think Michigan is that team to be the new, quote, North Dakota. I do, I do think the one difference, though, with Michigan and North Dakota is North Dakota brought the fans. Yes. You, know, you always saw a uh, lot of green at Mariucci when they were playing Minnesota. I, you know, there's a lot of people who would go up to Grand Forks and get heckled and, and challenged when they're up there for the weekend. So no, I don't, up I don't there, no. That, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a dangerous place to go with a maroon and gold shirt on. But uh, I don't know if we'll quite see that with, with Michigan. Uh, their, their fans are a little bit different, those uh, crazy kids of Yost. But, uh, you know, that's that's key to a rivalry as well. But on the ice, I think we'll see great hockey. I think the styles match up really well, and both teams are, are running gunners. Uh, it's just the reality, but that that's what the Big Ten's going to be. Well, and I think the thing is, is this is a big series. I mean, I think it, from a Gophers perspective, yeah. I mean, we've talked about it. If they win two games – uh, they're going to be right up there in the chase for the league championship. And um, those are the kinds of games and series that develop rivalries. Uh-huh. And we've always had one with Michigan anyways. I just think that a lot of the younger fans just haven't experienced it to the same level that some older fans have. And uh, um, so I, I think this is the kind of series that we should be looking forward to in the long run as far as building that rivalry up with Michigan. Well, for me in the past, my favorite games of the year were always North Dakota and the college hockey showcase where we at least you know where we saw Michigan, always my favorite. I just I loved the games against Michigan, and uh, you know obviously there isn't that rivalry there. Maybe it is on the ice, but you know like I said, we don't see a ton of Michigan fans showing up at Mariucci Arena like we did with North Dakota or even Duluth and Mankato and St. Cloud. So it's going to be tough to build that kind of rivalry. Maybe on the ice it's the different different, but for us fans. It's a little different cup of tea, I guess. Yeah, I think it'll just feel different to the fans at first. You know, maybe eventually Michigan starts trying to come here and buy tickets, you know, when they see the game on TV and there's, you know, a thousand no-shows. But, you know, we'll see. Maybe the, <laughs> maybe the fans will uh, will show up this weekend. It's, it's the biggest game left on the calendar. Well, at least until we play Penn State. <laughs> Who knows? All yeah, right. I, you have to give it time. Everybody's I know. always complaining about that stuff. You know, actually, you know, you've seen some of the crowds at the Penn State games, and it looks like they're doing pretty well out there. You know, they're winning. The crowds are really into it. I don't know how long it'll last, but at least it's not 
disease like it could have been. Well, I mean, it's a nice arena, and you know, I think that they're fans of. They, I mean, they there's a hockey interest out that way. It's not like it's yeah uh, sitting in the middle of uh, you know some southern state that just doesn't really have that kind of opportunity for growth. Um, so I certainly see that as being something that's going to be contagious for over the long haul for them with uh, the facilities, and I'm sure that uh, they'll still maintain uh, some some talented teams. So we'll see. Well, hopefully it doesn't it doesn't. Uh they don't think of it as a novelty. Hopefully those, you know, they, they start to build that, the, the fan relationship with, you know, with the hockey team. So that would be good. You know, we, we've lost WCHA uh, because of Penn state. So hopefully Penn state does, you know, they do succeed and they, you know, get that program on their feet. And it looks like they've, you know, they're in that, they're going in that direction right now. So we shall see. All right, Hammy, give me your prediction this weekend. Michigan in town. Let me have it. Well, boy, um, <laughs> it's a tough one. I mean, they just had a you know a rivalry series. Uh, you know, I mean, granted, it wasn't a series per se, but they just had a big game against Michigan State. Um, you know, I know it was uh, at Soldier Field, and so uh, there's probably a lot of hoopla around that. I don't know if that'll be a letdown after that or not, but. Um, I think we're going to see a really competitive series. I have the feeling that um, it's going to end up a split. Um, I'm hoping for a gopher sweep, but I I just think that uh, I'm still not convinced that we're going to find the consistency to win two games against a really good team. So I'm going to go with the split. By the way, those outdoor games, I'm done with them. We've been saying they've been played Uh, out. It's just, it is too played out. And obviously that first game was just a disaster with... You know how long they had to wait because of the ice conditions and it, uh, I, I, it, it, you know, it was it, it was great. You know, we had one here, but uh, I'm just kind of done with it. Uh, it. Doesn't do anything for me, and at least, you know, I'm. I think Lucia would agree too. Having that type of game, maybe as a non-conference, is great, but as a league game, I know Lucia wants nothing to do with that. So. Well, I can't blame them. I, I we we talked about it. I think last year yeah. about, um, and we talked about it when we played Wisconsin. Um, I, I know that we lost some points against Wisconsin, and when yep. we played them, and so so it's like, it's very annoying when you, you have something that could potentially cost you a spot in the standings or even a league title. And I, I personally wouldn't want to be a part of that if it if it related to conference standings. But uh, yeah, if it's non-conference, I'd be all for it. Okay, Vigo, what are your thoughts this weekend? Well, I've seen the Minnesota defense play much more consistently the last couple of weeks. You know, it hasn't exactly been against the, the top talent that we're going to see this weekend, but you are seeing signs of that commitment to, you know, penalty killing, shot blocking, and protecting the puck. Um, I've got to think that they're going to sweep this weekend. You know, it's such a Boom! huge weekend for them. Yeah, and you know, there's only going to be one team coming out of the Big Ten probably for the NCAA's, and you know these guys, you know, want to have that unfinished business. So as long as they're smart with the puck, which they have been emphasizing the last couple of weeks, you know, they're going to see some success. And I think with Michigan, there's also going to be the opportunity for the defenseman to get in the rush. Um, you know, against teams like Ohio State, and Wisconsin, um, you're not able to do that as much. I think this weekend, you know, you're going to see some defensemen get on the score sheet. I'm going sweep too. 
I'm on the bandwagon. This is the this is the weekend. Everything is turned around, and we're on the positivity positivity train to the NCAA tournament, guys. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I hope Brock Bowser attends the the game this weekend. Ooh, I wouldn't count on that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to Duluth, right? Uh, I don't know when his Duluth visit is, to be honest with you. I, but, uh, yeah, he, he, I know he's got a visit set up there. Oh, Gray Eagles, little boy, wondering, will the Gophers make it to the national tournament? He is, guesses no. Come on, Patrick. Ugh. He's not so positive. Well, what did we move up to, 14 now we're at, or what? Uh, Tied for 13. There you go. Last team in the tournament. We're coming. <laughs> Jason Moy had him in this week in his bracketology. So it wasn't so much that the Gophers beat Ohio State. It's just that some of the teams ahead of him lost, and that really kills you on the pairwise. So, you know, if there's some inconsistency at the top of the pairwise ranking, and, and just might allow him to slip in there. And that sets up a great weekend in North Dakota if they get in. Just win, baby. That's all I say. Just win. If you win, the pairwise will take care of itself, guys. So it's not going to matter. So I'm trying to be positive here. Enough of this negativity stuff. Yeah, well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have you on board next weekend, Hammy. Well, I hope to be. I mean, I, like I said, for me, this weekend <laughs> is going to go a long ways to whether or not I'm going to be a believer or, you know, a skeptic of this team moving forward. I, I believe me, I want them. I want them to do great, um, but I just I'm kind of waiting to see them do it against a team that. And Michigan is a legitimate national title contending type of a team. I think um, when it comes down to it, they have that kind of talent. Uh, so if we can play really well against them this weekend and have some really good results, then maybe I'll think we'll turn the corner. But uh, I still need to see them do it. I, I get you. I get what you're saying. You know, we, we've seen so much inconsistency this year. And obviously uh, a letdown weekend wouldn't surprise us, but – we're just trying to stay a little more positive, that's all. We'll see. The, the one thing you worry about in a game like this is if it's if it's a tight game and somebody starts trying to force plays, that's going to get you in trouble against Michigan. Um, so the first 10 minutes are going to be really important both nights uh, for Minnesota to you know get a lead and, and get in control of the game. Because if they're you know in a tight tie game, you know that's kind of been the, the, the problem for this team is they'll force plays. So you just kind of hope that that discipline's been instilled to them, um, you know, because the coaches are all talking about playing defense and being smart with the puck, and so you hope that that message is getting through to the players, because as we've seen in some of their their poor performances, you know, that's what costs them. Well, I'm thinking after this this weekend, the boys will either be in first or second place. Who is Penn State playing this weekend? Michigan State at Michigan State. Okay. Not not an easy thing. I, maybe a split there, you know. Maybe Michigan State with four or five points. Who knows? Yeah, it should be a tough series for them. So, well, we're done for this week, boys. You know, we'll be back next week to recap the Michigan sweep. Yes, I said it. They're going to sweep and uh, preview what will probably turn out to be a pretty big series with at Penn State after that. So. We'll have to see. Um, remember, you can always follow Vigo on Twitter at evigo, and Hammy as well at Hammy Hockey. Uh, that's it. We're done for this week. 
We'll be back to celebrate the sweep. <laughs> 